it's looking at that behind the scenes if this makes sense. So actually looking at, okay, how many conversations am I having in my DMs? Mm. How am I getting people over there? Is it, you know, I'm putting up an engagement tool on my story and I'm constantly asking for people to DM. That they're, they're, That's the stuff that matters. Are people clicking mm. on my link? Is my language okay? Um, look at those, not likes and comments and, and viral. Look at your link clicks. Look at who's in your DMs. Look at, look at all that stuff. And, yes, Comments and viral videos are only gonna gonna help your content because Instagram want people to stay on the platform. The more yeah. like we had a um, a real go to like nearly two hundred thousand views, and we've noticed ever since then every reel is doing really well because Instagram has gone, oh, mm. people like this content, let's push it out to more. So it does help, but is it gonna help massively? Not really. Welcome to the Female Leadership Collective podcast. I'm your host, Susie Clark. On this show, we're all about helping high achieving women authentically find purpose and build fulfilling online businesses. I believe the key to happiness is channeling our talents into something that we really deeply care about. That's why I left my six figure career in finance in London, moved to Asia and now run my own mission led business in paradise. I found purpose and happiness in my life and I want to empower you to do the same. In today's world, we are so lucky in that we no longer have to work in the same office every single day. We can start our own online businesses and travel the world. On this show, I bring you examples of amazing role models who have done just that, quit their corporate jobs and successfully run online businesses. We talk through all things entrepreneurship, purpose, travel, femininity, nothing is off limits. I'm here to inspire you to spend your life doing something you truly love and make the impact you really want to make on the world. I would like you to imagine if you could build a business that allowed you to quit your corporate job, a business where the mission gave you purpose, passion and fulfillment every single day. Where the business model is structured intentionally so that you have the freedom to work from anywhere in places like Bali and travel the world whilst earning an unlimited income. You're in luck because applications are open for my 12-week signature business accelerator program, Launch Academy. It's designed to help you launch your own online business and it's the course I wished I had when I left corporate. We'll be covering things like your why, getting to know your values, so that the foundations of your business idea are actually able to light you up in life. We'll be going into things like confidence, sales mindset, money mindset, building resilience as an entrepreneur, stepping into that new identity, which really is a complete flip of the one that we have in corporate. We'll also be diving into business models, growing your audience, launch strategy, and so much more so that you'll be able to launch your business by the end of our 90 days together. It's a group container, so you'll be with a group of other high-achieving women all doing the same thing, all ready to support you and cheer you on and even collaborate. So if you dream of starting an online business and quitting your nine-to-five, if you've been inspired by the podcast and you know deep down that you are meant for more, but you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, you're struggling with confidence and 
you're just scared of jumping out of your comfort zone and your corporate identity. Perhaps you have a bit of imposter syndrome and you're just thinking things like, am I wired to be an entrepreneur? I'm here to tell you that, yes, you are. I thought all of these things too. And I will support and guide you from concept right the way through to launch along with the other women in Launch Academy. So to apply, tap the link in the show notes and fill out the application form. I personally review every single one and I will respond within 48 hours with the outcome. It's application because I am very protective of the energy inside the container. So if you're accepted, the next step is to make the investment through my secure payment link and your spot is saved to start next month with an incredible group of other female entrepreneurs. Make sure you get your applications in quickly as applications will be closing very soon. So if you want to launch your online business with us in 90 days, tap the application link in the show notes. Back to the episode. So this episode is with Caitlin. She runs a social media agency and we dive into all things content and social media, TikTok, Instagram reels, all that kind of thing. So it's really, really useful for people starting businesses and looking to market them on social media. Caitlin comes from a corporate HR background, but she realized that it just really wasn't for her quite early on and went to work full time in her social media agency. So I know that you're going to get so much out of this conversation. Welcome, Caitlin. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I'm excited to dive in all things social media as well. Um, But firstly, let's talk about you and your background, because I know you come from a corporate background and you've got your agency now. So walk us through that. Oh, thank you. I am excited to be here. Like, everything about what your podcast is like gets me so buzzed so I'm excited to chat about it um yeah I guess my background um right now I yeah I own a social media agency yeah it's been a bit of a journey to build this social media agency and a whole Mm. process to get here a whole lot of self-doubt going through a lot to be able to say hey I own a social media agency and I'm living remotely running this business um so before that I was working in a corporate role in HR so very opposite to kind of what I'm doing now um the reason I went into that because I thought that was the safe right thing to do and I kind of put aside hey this is where my passion is but I'm going to go do the safe business HR degree and get a corporate job so so why don't you go in a, a little bit about uh your corporate job and kind of when you started to feel that that wasn't necessarily for you, like talk us through how you felt, like what you realised and and that time. Yeah, um, so I was working, I got the role while I was at uni. So mm-hmm. I, I had even started this, it's called H&C Media Agency now, and I'd started it with my partner Hayden as a side hustle, but I still went into the corporate job because I thought, no, that's my career. That's just a side thing I did at uni, bit of fun. Um, I'm going to go to into this corporate role. So I got it while I was at uni mm. and it was, I, I feel like I was meant to go through that because it was the biggest like eye-opening, like it, it kind of got me to where I am today because I was like, I could tick that off. That's not for me. And I think we're meant to kind of go through mis- you know mistakes trial error and that was just a part of that so yeah I was in HR and I think it 
the thing that got me and it obviously just felt so unaligned because it was just out of my values um and but I didn't know that at the time I wouldn't say at the time I'm like yep I loved saying I work here and look what I'm wearing every day like I loved that whole yeah. thing and that's what I wanted to do it for but I think it just kind of hit me when every day every Sunday I was dreading the next day like I I was I didn't know myself anymore like I was going in like I, I would say I'm quite a chatty, outgoing, caring person, but I would go in and I like would, was so scared to talk to people. I just like, it was just, I didn't know myself anymore. So there mm. were a few little signs as I kept going. Um, and then I ended up going, okay, it's, it's me. And, you know, something's not right, but I think it was, it, yeah, it just kind of hit me because something wasn't right. And I started working with a mindset coach. And that's where it kind of come like, okay, this is out of my values. My values are growth. Mm. It's freedom. It's, you know, definitely not doing this and feeling very restrictive. And um, so, yeah, that's where I started to notice the cracks and um, started to make the moves to get out of there. I was, I was there for a year and a half. So not even that long. I was only like, 20 when I got the job mm. um, in a very like kind of high up position like trying to manage people who were 20 years older than me so it was a very yeah. scary job and I give myself credit that I got through it but um, yeah that was kind of the experience. Yeah, I know how you feel. It takes me back to, I, I did like a placement year on my degree. So on the third year, I had to go and work in corporate. And I remember thinking, like, I, I went into banking and I remember thinking, oh my God, is this what it is? <laughs> is this what it's about? Like, mm. I don't like this. And it's like this, this fear of like, oh my God, this whole thing that I'm working towards on my degree like I don't actually like it this can't act, this can't be a thing this can't mm. can't be real like what am I supposed to do instead but then I think you don't really see any examples of anybody else so you kind of just have to normalize it and then you you start living in a box I feel like you box in your normality and don't look anything outside of it because you know you don't want to feel bad about what you're doing it's so oh, crazy it's so crazy yeah because how, like I guess it's so crazy that you kind of do it like for me anyway it was an ego thing I wanted to say yeah. I work in corporate I loved wearing my blazer and I loved managing people like I loved walking in my heels and like yeah because I was quite high everyone like I loved that ego side but it was crazy that like that's what society has said is successful like yeah. and that's what we've I don't know it's, it was a weird realization to be like oh this isn't success for me yeah I'm so encouraged though that you you were like no this isn't it at, at an early age because honestly it can take it can it, it can take a few years to like get yourself out of there and you know find your thing that you really want to do um so yours is interesting as well that you started the agency before so how like how did it look then like what were you doing uh like what was your role in the agency and what like what was the mission of it mm, so in I guess that was always my passion so in high school I was doing a lot of content creation I used to make the fun YouTube vlogs and videos mm -hmm. um, and that's what I wanted to do when I went to uni I, I I feel like I always knew I wanted to own a business 
but when I kind of got to 18 it was just like like all this self-doubt and I didn't understand how I could go do that and I just like no I'm not doing this I'm going to do a business degree and get a corporate job like that's Mm -hmm. the right thing um so then the reason it kind of started because then I met my um, now part business partner and partner and he was just complete opposite had no fear um just he he ended up he was in a trade and he ended up starting um he's like oh I'm gonna go into marketing because he's always wanted to do it he started graphic design in TAFE and um left it because he went and did a trade and he was like no I've always loved marketing I'm gonna go study it and you know what I'm gonna run social media pages on the side while I'm at um uni for experience just zero fear he was going into small business owners to run their accounts and I was just like, you can't do that. Like, just so, like, what the hell are you doing? Um, but anyway, because I already had that passion for content creation, I ended up, um, like, he needed help with jobs. So I ended up kind of helping. And it was always like, no, we can't do this. Like, this is just a side hustle. So that's all it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm helping him throughout uni. And then, um, no, nah, I'm going to go get this job. Like, you do you, yeah. but not for me but it was like it was for me I was just so filled with self-doubt and Mm. like how you couldn't do that you you need to go get a job you're too young to start a business like yeah um all these stories I was telling myself so um yeah it took me to to get the job to realize it where he already had that belief where he was like no I'm not doing that let's go yeah so how did you get the confidence to think right I could leave this job and do this full time like what happened at that point self-awareness was the biggest change I think you were, I, I was constantly questioning is this for me I don't know no I think it is but as soon as like I actually sat down and just went who am I who do I see myself being who inspires me and, and I did that work it, it wasn't about the strategy or how I'd see the business work to get evidence of like this is how we're going to do it I'm going to learn how to run a business it was none of that that ended up coming it was literally just like something feels off what can I do put myself around the right people invested in a mindset coach and just like learned mm-hmm. about myself which then it becomes so much easier because then it was like this ha- this is what I have to do like because it's it's me and it was don't get me wrong scariest thing quitting yeah. ever <laughs> but I you didn't really have another choice once you knew that about yourself if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah I love that I think it's so crazy that we don't kind of do this in school in terms mm. of like asking you know what do you actually want to do you're just presented with like three options if you're good at maths then it's this option if you're good at English then it's this option you know and if you're not good at any of it then it's even more <laughs> tough I didn't yeah. know but um but yeah I, I love that like learning about yourself and just asking like looking internally and asking yourself those questions kind of gave you the confidence and the answers and it just makes so much sense doesn't it but that's what will give you the answer yeah Um, oh 100% okay so let's talk more about the agency so can you just give everybody a bit of an overview of the agency what clients do you work with like what kind of things do you do for the clients 
Yeah, so now we own a organic social media agency. Um, so we run service-based businesses, social media accounts, um, which, yeah, it's it's very crazy. It's very full on, but yeah, that's what we do. We do consulting as well. But yeah, it's very cool to see, oh, the growth of this is unlimited and I'm working mm -hmm. towards something and I can see how this can suit my future and yeah um, that's what we're doing at the moment full-time remote um, working with businesses all over Australia nice so a business comes along you have a look at their socials you like come up with a strategy and then do you guys like execute on like do you create all the content like what or do you just advise like what kind of what are you doing for the client yeah, so as soon as if management is our main service, so I'll kind of go through it with that, um, they'll come to us and we will work with them on a month-on-month -month retainer. So you literally kind of become a part of their team and you mm -hmm. have such a good relationship with them because you come in and you manage it all for them. So a key thing we focus on is strategy. So not just it's not just pretty grids anymore and... Um, you know, make a thing look aesthetic. Everything is about the strategy. So we'll create that for them. And then the creatives on the side, you can have the best strategy, but if your creatives are shocking, um, mm. your strategy isn't going to do anything. So we'll create all those for them as well. And then it's that accountability side and just that collaboration. So we are doing it for them, but we're on their team. We're coming up with ideas. You know, we kind of like oversee all their marketing. So like your social media, your organic side is mm -hmm. nearly that first place we all go to now. It's Instagram looking, you know, I'm going to a cafe. Let's look up. It's yeah, nearly your new website. So mm -hmm. we'll kind of look at that, but let's, okay, let's make sure this fits in with everything else you're doing. Is that aligned with your website? What can we do over on your website to get, you know, leads over here it's this whole accountability and collaboration side um and then doing it for them which is pretty cool we kind of take that marketing hat off their head and put it on put yeah. it onto ours yeah i imagine that saves a lot like a lot of time and and a lot of people i mean every business like needs a social media presence these days but like a lot of like more let's say mature businesses like that have been operating without social media like before it even started like i imagine loads of those people well, haven't got a clue what to do oh, and that's literally what we found because when we did start the agency it was a lot of uh, i was doing video and hayden was doing the marketing so we were doing a lot of things to to help and what we learned is like okay the biggest struggle is literally social media because it's nearly the most important aspect and it, it's what we're good at um let's help because it was such a big painful point for people yeah and so for first-time founders i think social media can be quite overwhelming as well because everybody knows they need to do it but there's always people saying, oh, you need to get on TikTok. Oh, you need to get on Snapchat. Oh, you need to get on, like, Instagram, obviously. Oh, reels. You need to be doing reels, not posts. Like, 
what is your advice for someone starting a business and their social media strategy at the start? Because if you start doing TikTok and then you're like, I need to post three times a day. Oh, I need to post three reels a day. Oh, I need to, like, sometimes you just don't ever start because it's just so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So what's your advice to someone for like picking a channel when they first start? I think that's the hardest thing because you just you've just thrown so much information of what you could be doing and what's going to grow and it's hard to know what you need to be doing and and yes you know if you post if you have the really good content you're really niche down and you're posting on TikTok three times a day you are going to grow because TikTok algorithm loves consistency and and they love regular faces so i don't know if you're scrolling through your for you page it's literally like the same faces they're coming up all the time and by the end you end up following them like eddie is what is going to grow but do you actually need to be doing that maybe not and i think mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people get caught up in of like i need to be doing all these things i need to be posting three times a day um it's like yes maybe if you want to you know go viral and have like a, a you know we don't know but i think the key thing i would end up doing is going okay what do i actually need right now do i just need to grow my audience because it is dead right now and i can't even sell to anyone because no one's there what do i need to do oh okay my i've got a bit of an audience there and i still want to continue to grow that but how many sales do i actually need per week if you only need one sale per week you probably don't need to be posting you know seven eight nine times a week because you only really need that one sale where if you're needing you know hundreds of sales a week okay maybe we do need to be posting more so it really comes down to okay sitting down not getting consumed by it all going what what do i need how where am i at do i need to build my audience do i need to how many sales do I need? What do I feel like I need to do there? And, and they probably won't know what they need to do. They won't know how many times they need to post or um, looking at any of that. I think the key thing I would get you to do is start to track what you're doing. Mm. And then you'll know it's trial and error. So a lot of people don't do this, but we've found the pivotal thing for us is, is trying to track, which is very hard for organic because you don't know where your leads are coming from sometimes. But actually just starting to be aware of, okay, this week I did X amount of posts. Where did my where did my sales come from? This is what they put on their form. Let's try link it back. Um, yeah. Start to keep a bit of a track of, of what you're doing. And over time, you'll start to learn of, oh, yeah, I reached out and messaged 20 people that week and I got one sale compared to that week I did nothing. That There's got to be a correlation there. So just start to get aware of where people are coming from and then work out kind of what you need to be doing. What are the important metrics to look at? Because, for example, I hear, oh, reels, everybody needs to be using reels. And like I was experimenting with reels and the ones that go more viral for me are like the meme reels, you know, like some stupid thing. But it can get like in views of like tens of thousands, but then that doesn't result in followers so it's like what's the point like if I get all these views they just saw that and then they didn't see anything else about my business they don't know what my business is after just seeing that and it doesn't convert to people following me so I don't necessarily know if like 
that's the right thing to be chasing you know real views mm. what, what's your advice on the metrics that we should be looking at metrics literally do not matter and it's kind of annoying because a lot of the time our brains look for numbers they want to see yeah. evidence they want to see results and that's half the time what motivates us oh that went viral i'm going to do more yeah. of that and i want to get up and post but in the end it, it really doesn't matter because yeah if you put up a, a reel that goes viral but it really has nothing to do with with what you're talking about and and you're not getting ideal clients following you well then yeah what what was the point of that yeah. um what what we find of metrics that are that are important is is it the stuff of the posting or how that post is going it's looking at that behind the scenes if mm. this makes sense so actually looking at okay how many conversations am i having in my dms mm. how am i getting people over there is it you know i'm putting up an engagement tool on my story and i'm constantly asking for people to dm that they're, they're, that's the stuff that matters are people clicking mm. on my link is my language okay um, look at those not likes and comments and and viral look at your link clicks look at who's in your dms look at look at all that stuff and yes comments and viral videos are only gonna gonna help your content because instagram want people to stay on the platform the more yeah. like we had a um a real go to like nearly two hundred thousand views and we've noticed ever since then every reel is doing really well because instagram has gone oh mm. people like this content let's push it out to more so it does help but is it going to help massively not really like it, it is going to help your post but we've, you've got to look at okay where are my actual sales coming from because they're not yeah. coming from that random person they're they're coming from those people that that i'm having in dms and conversations and um all that so that's where i it depends on your business look at yeah. where it really matters for you yeah yeah that totally makes sense like i can see how um throwing in a few reels here and there that will go viral for the sake of just boosting your visibility might help but it's not to don't expect you you're going to get all these ideal customer followers from it kind of thing mm. with socials like you nearly want to tick all the boxes so it's of course we want our we want our we want to hit everything so we want new people to see us we're going to do that through reels so there's that box mm. tick but we could also have people see us from, you know, we're constantly collaborating and other businesses are resharing our stuff on stories. Like there's so many creative ways to reach yeah. new people. Um, yeah. Like there's so many little boxes to tick and you've got to have a lot of time to do all that. So, yeah. you know, you've got your viral content, you've got your, your posts engaging, you're in your DMs, you're on stories every day. Like there's so many little things to tick which reach every point of the customer journey and it's all going to help but yeah. i think as small business owners and maybe if you're just starting out you really need to block out that noise and just do remove the fluff and just do what actually has impact and if that is cold messaging people that's what it has to be mm. just remove the fluff and when you get to the point where you have time then do all the things mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And what about this new update? I've seen an update, I think, like yesterday or the other day, where you can now pin, um, I think maybe one or two um, 
posts at the at the start of your grid a bit like TikTok right so what um it's early days but what would you recommend people pin there like I imagine it's more makes more sense to be like intro posts and things like that right that would be a good use of the first pins it's um it is literally very much like TikTok, and which we've probably noticed yeah. over the last couple of months a lot of updates are coming that are exactly like TikTok. so that can yeah. be very much a hint of where is instagram heading yeah um it's very much heading like TikTok, which isn't only for everyone because it means video content it it means that because that's where yeah that's where it's heading instagram are just trying to keep up so yes it's very much like TikTok. uh i would if i and what we're going to do i would pin i tiktok it's used more like put your most viral piece of content there to show this post went viral where on instagram i would nearly use it as as kind of like your highlights but maybe having you know your piece of best performing content there because people obviously loved it but nearly like yeah use it as a mini website a post describing your service you know it might be a video of you talking about your service introducing yourself pin that up the top to be accessible um mm -hmm. you might do one you know getting to know you or something entertaining something showing your values your brand values um and then maybe a best performing post try to like tick those boxes of, of what people want to kind of know when they first see the page so they want to know kind of your values what vibe do they are they getting what you do and who you are um yeah try, just yeah I would put that at the top yeah that makes sense it's a kind of funny isn't it how they're copying TikTok so much and TikTok's so much younger than them it's just like it's just literally crazy. um okay so it literally everything's the same yeah yeah it's really crazy um the other thing I wanted to ask you was around actual content so what should people bear in mind when um creating content like imagery and this this can be so like different depending on if it's like a static image um if it's got a human in it versus like a flat lay or um and then videos as a whole never ball game but like what's kind of your top tips that you give to clients in terms of shooting content my our top tip is always do what makes you feel comfortable mm. and, and i think that'll just sh shine through so we'll sometimes like for example we're working with a broker the last thing they want to do is get on it and do a reel um, yeah. but we're like okay how can we make this more comfortable for you what would you feel comfortable with just so we can utilize this space you've got so much knowledge to share how can we do that what would make you feel comfortable and he was like you know what i just love talking I'm like, okay, well, let's just do quick tips of you talking. We don't need to do any music or dancing ones, but let's try to find how we can utilize reels in a way that you feel comfortable with. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, he loves talking. Um, so I feel like that's the main one. If you struggle to take photos all the time and you're just not creative, well, maybe, yeah, maybe that means look at your weakness. Do you have to get a photographer in every two months just to get a heap of photos done? Mm. like you've got to work it off yourself and what your strengths are um but that that would honestly just be my top tip find ways that are comfortable for you and how you can get your 
um, message across. But in terms of what is performing well, it, it isn't the professional shoots anymore. So just say mm-hmm. if you're a product-based company, it's if you go through any major brand, you'll hardly see any professional shoots in their photos. Like it's all everyday people wearing their brands. It's all user-generated content. It's all native content. So yeah. even ads, you'll notice they're not professional graphics anymore. They're literally, you know, someone quick on their phone saying book in a call or buy this, like that looks very natural. So it's nearly the more natural you are, the more native it is, the better it's kind of performing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so that's so interesting. And I I also I quite like that development that it's not about professional mm. shoots and stuff. It's nice to have this like real, authentic kind of human element to it. Making um, brands a shitload of money, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because <laughs> we're not having to do these big shoots anymore. You can get away with it on your iPhone. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, and in terms of like tools that you recommend, there's so many out there. Like what what tools are your favorites? Oh, Canva for sure, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find going back to design, even like it, as much as it's native content, graphic design still works really well. And it's simple, more simple, the better. I'm finding our best performing posts are literally like a hook just graphic on it, the writing, that's it. Um, do that in Canva, obviously. Um, what else to use? Video editing splice is really good. Um, mm-hmm. That's really good for editing. You can just do that on your phone, especially if you're shooting on your phone. Uh, for planning, um, I'm a big planner and, and spreadsheets. I use, you can use Trello or ClickUp, they're very similar. But you can have like lists and boards to put all your ideas in and um i find that very very helpful like my whole brain is literally in click up because then i just <laughs> don't have to think about it as soon as it's on there it's like everything is in there um yeah they're probably my main ones because that's really yeah graphic design video editing um any photo editing app is pretty good these days um are there yeah, any schedulers that you, you recommend any schedulers? Because there's Ooh. a few people typically we use. We use later for all our clients yeah. um, and for ourselves. We love later. Mm, They're really good. Yeah. And they just, um, they just put on, you could schedule TikToks, which is so good. Wow. Okay. Um, Interesting. You, you weren't able to before. You weren't able to. So that's a game changer. You can schedule TikToks now. Um, yeah. God, there's actually heaps of platforms I use. Like I'm looking for my bookmarks and I'm like, oh yeah. my God, I use so many platforms on the daily. <laughs> yeah, so much. Like honestly, the amount you spend on tech can like really go crazy. But yeah, no, that's great tips for those tools. Um, So we're kind of coming to the last 10 minutes. So I always do um a quick fire round at the end of three questions. Oh, cool. Okay. So the number one is, and this might be a bit more difficult because you obviously started the agency way back when, and obviously your partner started it as well, but maybe you can comment on this. So how did you get your first 10 clients? Oh, okay. A lot were from 
family and friends always. I remember when you get your first client who's a stranger, it's just the best feeling ever, yeah. ever because most of them are like friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. So yeah, a lot were like, a lot probably were friends or friends of friends. Um, we did a lot of cold reach outs, which was a little bit scary, but I literally got on. This was when we, it wasn't so much a side hustle when we were kind of, all right, we're doing this properly. How are we getting leads? I would literally send a video message to a, a page I loved. Love your page. Um, would love to work with you. This is what you do. This is what we do. Um, I'd send a very personalized message, not just like an Instagram message um people loved it that worked really well um being inside groups um we were in a mastermind like a business mastermind and we got a lot of our first clients from in there just from connecting with people and networking mm -hmm. um sorry this is not very quick fire um no, this is good and this another is one which is literally a gold mine facebook groups are a gold mine like I would put in there like I'm looking for five business owners who are looking to take social media off your off their to-do list like comment below this emoji which because some um some groups you can't advertise in but that kind of got away around it um yeah. commented if you're interested get in their dms and I'd have a chat and they'd end up getting on a call like because yeah Facebook groups everyone's like a lot more involved and engaged so posting lots of Facebook groups I used to post in them all the time Mm. um i think that's kind of it yeah no that's like scary like outreach, putting yourself out there it's, it's a bit scary yeah i'm glad i don't have to do a whole lot of that now <laughs> yeah but I, I like the hustle though um okay question two what sets women apart as leaders oh um okay i love this i think as a woman stepping into your leadership is so powerful and i th i think it's it's that feminine energy that you know we love structure we love we love numbers that allows us to to flourish and i think even in in a leadership space it's just that understanding of others and being able to get it done through having that masculine side and that support mm -hmm it's being able to look at a completely different aspect, which we don't see in business. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing how, how using the feminine side in a business is so powerful, going off your feeling, going off what's right for you, understanding someone else's point of view, rather than structure, numbers, processes, and making decisions for business off that. I yeah. think having that balance and utilizing the feminine side can be so powerful because you're going off this is what feels good for me and it's going to shine through whether it's with your staff whether it's on social media like having that energy shine through I think is it's really cool yeah I love that I, t I couldn't agree more um and the final question is your number one tip for overcoming fear in business oh god I'm still going through it <laughs> <laughs> every day every level there's a new devil I swear um no okay my number one tip I think it's honestly just coming back to your why like and mm. just as, as much it's self-awareness it's what you're doing every day it's what's making you feel good it's literally always just coming back to okay 
what is my why and and what's going to be worse if i stay here like is that going to make me feel good or, or if you know if i actually don't try like what actually feels worse or maybe that you know what's worse that could happen if i ended up failing anyway just just remind yourself come back to who you are just take five and yeah remember that yeah i love that that's so connecting with the why is such so important for like motivation and just just sort of um burying any fears really because the why becomes more important mm, yeah for sure okay so caitlin thank you so much for coming on where can the listeners find you find the agency um what what links would you like to share and i'll, I'll put them all in the show notes oh okay so um H and C everything is on Instagram, of course. Um, that handle is at HC Media underscore underscore underscore. Oh, I've been trying to get a new username for so long. Um, everything's taken, so that's our business username. And then on my personal, I actually share a lot, which I might get into one day as like my next little side hustle. Who knows? Um, but I share a lot of this kind of mind stuff, mindset stuff. I talk about. Um, I actually have a little close friends. Um, list where you have to ask to join which is another way mm -hmm. you can utilize your social media um, but you have to ask to join my close friends list which is like more educational exclusive content of just things I'm going through in life in mindset in business um, I post everything on there for those who um, want to see it so my personal account is um, at Caitlin Gibson 21 perfect um yeah and for anyone who wants to go and follow caitlin all the links will be in the show notes but thank you so much for coming on and thank you so much for sharing your story oh thank you keep doing what you're doing it's it's so inspiring listening to everyone and i i love it you're going to raise the consciousness of everyone and, and get them to do what they truly want to do i think it's awesome I would like you to imagine if you could build a business that allowed you to quit your corporate job. A business where the mission gave you purpose, passion and fulfillment every single day. Where the business model is structured intentionally so that you have the freedom to work from anywhere in places like Bali and travel the world whilst earning an unlimited income. You're in luck because applications are open for my 12-week signature business accelerator program, Launch Academy. It's designed to help you launch your own online business and it's the course I wished I had when I left corporate. We'll be covering things like your why, getting to know your values so that the foundations of your business idea are actually able to light you up in life. We'll be going into things like confidence, sales mindset, money mindset, building resilience as an entrepreneur, stepping into that new identity, which really is a complete flip of the one that we have in corporate. We'll also be diving into business models, growing your audience, launch strategy, and so much more so that you'll be able to launch your business by the end of our 90 days together. It's a group container, so you'll be with a group of other high achieving women all doing the same thing, all ready to support you and cheer you on and even collaborate. So if you dream of starting an online business and quitting your nine to five, if you've been inspired by the podcast and you know deep down that you were meant for more, but you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, you're struggling with confidence and 
you're just scared of jumping out of your comfort zone and your corporate identity. Perhaps you have a bit of imposter syndrome and you're just thinking things like, am I wired to be an entrepreneur? I'm here to tell you that yes, you are. I thought all of these things too. And I will support and guide you from concept right the way through to launch along with the other women in Launch Academy. So to apply, tap the link in the show notes and fill out the application form. I personally review every single one and I will respond within 48 hours with the outcome. It's application because I am very protective of the energy inside the container. So if you're accepted, the next step is to make the investment through my secure payment link and your spot is saved to start next month with an incredible group of other female entrepreneurs. Make sure you get your applications in quickly as applications will be closing very soon. So if you want to launch your online business with us in 90 days, tap the application link in the show notes.